Toot normal toots Saving the world With an Adam Sandler Podcast It may not be the first Nor the second, third, or fourth But it's definitely A podcast Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans All across the globe Welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Da-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na. Yeah, yeah. Da-na-na. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. And um, I just want to apologize ahead of time because I'm in San Diego right now. I'm a bit of a jet setter. And I'm recording on my laptop, which means that the sound quality is going to be, I would say, probably like a 9.5 out of 10. It's not the usual 10 out of 10 that I strive for. So we, I think we yeah, we just could for. we could not wait. We could not yeah. wait for him to get back. This episode was too important. <laughs> People were clamoring for it. Uh, it was too timely. We had to get that those little Nikki, that little Nikki analysis. We had to get it while it was hot, while people were still into it. Uh, and so hopefully we didn't wait too long. I thought there was going to be a riot. Yeah. When so I this is almost people... like, this is kind of like pirate guerrilla radio, uh, that we're doing right now. We may had to shimmy some shit up, uh, but we're ready with little Nikki. <laughs> and, uh, I thought they were going to riot because I told them we were going to go ahead and record so that we were going to not stop canceled the Adam Sandler podcast so hopefully they don't riot now but uh, we just had to do it um so do you want to get in on the intro yeah sure um, okay so little Nikki is about uh so in little Nikki Adam Sandler plays uh Nikki I don't know if they ever actually call him little in the movie but he's sort of and he's not like tiny he's uh normal man-sized yeah. but it's just sort of his stature is in that, the hierarchy is that satan's real name hell <laughs> sorry nick nick old nick or something yeah old old satan see that's nick. what i was <laughs> i know that's what confuses me so it's i was because i i think one of satan's nicknames is nick but <laughs> then he's also one of his nicknames is like old scratch mm. and so i get it mixed up so then i think oh is it old nick and old Saint Nick. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so in this, Am Sandler plays Nick, son of the devil, uh, yes. played by Harvey Cattell, yes. uh, who is son of Lucifer, played by the one and only Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. Uh, and so he is the youngest of three sons. Um, the other ones are named Cassius. Yep. And... You got this. Al- Alice, Alistair? Yeah, Alistair. Is it? Is it, is it Alistair? <laughs> I, the, didn't, uh, I didn't remember any of the, either of the names. This, so. I'm going to pop this up here okay. on the old uh, Wikipedia. We have got... God damn it. it, it it's Adrian. What's great uh, is... Which is... That is too bad. Uh, Alistair would have... Could have been a uh, reference to Aleister Crowley, the famous um, occultist. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and I'm. So I feel like Adrian works better because when you said Alistair, I thought, oh, that sounds a lot like a like a name for the devil. And Cassius does not. But um, okay, Adrian and Cassius. I think so. Let's see here. I'll check the other name just to make sure. Yeah, Cassius. 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 Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's the youngest of three sons, all the devil sons, um, to different mothers, actually. Uh, and he is sort of the, um, what would you say, the beta of the of the pack, the runt of the litter. I don't perhaps. really use that kind of vocabulary, but I would definitely. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I hate sure. it. Sure. Look at all these fucking betas. Look. No, I hate that shit. I don't know. Um, I was trying to appeal to all our, uh, yeah, all our like true. Reddit, our Reddit and 4chan <laughs> audience, but 
Uh, you know what? Let's not even. Let's not. If you're from, it. if you're here from Reddit or 4chan, uh, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, stay. We need all the listeners we can get, but fuck off at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't yeah, be, total, don't be a beta. That's all bullshit, man. Yeah. yeah stick with it. Um, um, so yeah, he's cash. Oh, he's yeah. <laughs> oh, beta. Cash. Yeah, he's like the rut of the litter, and yeah, he's, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's low. Yeah. Low man on the totem pole. He has a facial deformity because Cassius hit him in the face with a mm. shovel. Yeah, and he really, um, it seems like he's less interested in the uh, the politics of hell, the ongoings uh, of regime change, yes. that sort of thing. And instead is interested in hanging out in his room, uh, listening to ACDC and Van Halen Aussie. and uh, classic metal from yeah. the 80s and rocking out on an air guitar or... Uh, he might be playing something. A broom a or something? A broom. Yeah, why? <laughs> Which, I thought it was a broom too, but then I was thinking, why is, does he have a broom? He's not a janitor. Like, <laughs> why would he have a broom in his room? Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, and anyway, his room is kind of a, it's full of uh, posters of these metal bands, and it's sort of a Hesher's paradise, I would say. Yeah. Um, what is Hesher? Uh, that's kind of like a metalhead. You know, with like a denim jacket. So later we'll get to them. I was I, in my notes. Uh, there's these two metalheads. Oh yeah, yeah. Sort of fall into his sway and are just like, this guy rules. We want to follow him around to just see what rad shit he does. Yeah. And uh, I I refer to them as the two Heshers. Okay, my, so I've I've seen notes, the movie but... Hesher with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but I didn't know yeah. that the Hesher was actually a term. I thought it was just his name in the movie. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. Please cut this from uh-huh. our recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, Milton Burl Burroughs. Um, <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Sorry, I continue to interrupt you, but... Um... Well, so uh, Harvey Cattell, the devil... Um, this, uh, he makes an announcement. He's going to announce who's going to rule hell for the next 10,000 years. Uh, other than little Nicky, um, the two other sons, they're like, oh, he's going to name me. I'm going to be the ruler of hell. Uh, but then he does one of those uh, classic uh, twists where he says, the ruler of hell for the next 10,000 years will be me. Yeah. They're like, God damn it. Naturally, um, they rebel. Um, they're they are rebelling because he's trying to fight back against, you know, the progress of democracy in hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's still like a, uh, what do you call that? Um, where it's here- hereditary? Hereditary? Yeah. Oh, that's true. It is a monarchy, isn't what it? What is that? <laughs> Her- Heretated. Nah. Yeah. It's too yeah, yeah. genetic. Uh, no. Yeah, but uh, anyway, they're like, let's go to Earth instead and uh, create our own hell on Earth. Uh, so they hop through the uh, the flame transporter thing. Uh, <laughs> somehow that causes the transport the flame to become like a block. Uh, it was it ice or was it just kind of a weird like? I think it was just a weird thing. block substance. Like, yeah, it looked like frozen, but it was fire that had been frozen. Uh, so I think it canceled out and was just did they do a, Did they actually make a hell is freezing over joke? Or was was mm. that not even there? Or? I don't I don't recall too, that. Too but... obvious. <laughs> For little Nikki. Anyway, they, uh, so the, <laughs> the, problem is, the problem is, is that apparently Satan, the devil, subsists on souls. Yeah. Uh, with the fire uh, blocked off, the souls can't get through, so he uh, can no longer get his his sustenance. Yeah. Um, and so he starts to fall apart. So they send Nikki, uh, the final son, up after him, or after the uh, two brothers to find them. And yes. Bring them back. Yep. And with the help of a talking dog and a ragtag team of misfits he uh is he's on the prowl looking for his brothers Uh (laughs) and he has to bring them back together uh but he has 
the only way he can get them is to convince them to put their lips to this like not a chalice but a flask like a silver ornate flask that will suck mm. them into the flask and hold them there um, yeah. so that he can bring them in together because there are a lot of things like he has to he has to bring them in um, together which what is that noise I don't hear anything oh okay I don't think it's anything it was some kind of ambient noise that I couldn't hear anywhere except through my monitor but it was like a uh-huh. a plane coming by sorry oh um, yeah, there's a lot of insider knowledge. You know, you have to know quite a bit about hell ahead of time, which is, I was thankful for my Christian upbringing that I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. every single thing. It was did like, you, yeah, makes perfect sense. Did you find that useful? <laughs> Not at all. It was all totally made up. Like, yeah, that's true. Every 10,000 years, uh, somebody <laughs> new reigns. Is, yeah. <laughs> like, who announces that? <laughs> I don't know. Who makes the rules of hell? Yes. Well, yeah. it probably... You know how um, George Washington, uh, didn't he sort of say, oh, well, well, I'm not sure who made up the, uh, the four, every four years, there'll be a new presidential election. Yeah. But didn't George Washington, didn't after two terms, he say, I'm going to step down now. And that set the norm uh, for the president only run or only serving. Two yeah, terms. I, I did. Yeah. So I maybe uh, something like that. after the first 10,000 years, uh, Lucifer, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, said, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna step down now. Yeah. Didn't get any be... respect. <sighs> well, that was the thing is to me, you would get a lot of respect if you were yeah. the ruler of hell. And so that That's would be, true. The, I feel like him. he kind of, he kind of brought it on himself. He shouldn't have been yeah. complaining so much. Yeah. I bet his wife made him do it. Oh, man. Classic. Classic just. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, um, anyway, I think it was just kind of a norm. And so then, uh, the second, uh, ruler of hell, Satan, he violated that norm. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering which one was the, would have been the one that, well, I guess Lucifer would have been the one that rebelled against God originally. Yeah. That, uh, that is also, I mean, in the, biblically, I think Lucifer and Satan are the same person. You're not trying to tell me they're the same, are you? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's a different name. <laughs> well, it's, you know, yeah. They still tell me there's not even a little Nicky. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in hell now. I just know Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield and Harvey Keitel are the same person. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right, okay. Um. Yeah, so I feel like that's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, what's the thing that isn't a synopsis, but it's like the thing before, you know, yeah, that's a good rundown of the, of the film. Mm. So what's, what'd you think of it? Well, I think, yeah. Uh, can you do your Rodney Dangerfield impersonation the whole time or impression, I guess. What what did I think? What did I think? Yes. You want to know what I thought? Yeah. And yeah, I'll, do a little, has, I'll do a little Nikki impression uh, the whole time. Which I could do. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what'd, you, what'd you think, Chris? <sighs> I'd really. I think be... I could use another drink and a couple broads. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. What if What if we just spent about half an hour doing this and then turn, turned the podcast off? <laughs> uh, that'd be thematically appropriate, I think. We're going to listen to. Uh, my neck already hurts from doing that. I'm not sure how he did it for <laughs> days. I mean, they recorded yeah. for days, weeks. I thought that I thought that his uh, his commitment to that character, uh, you know, I really kind of I think that it's just that we're at this point where I've watched enough of these movies that I've like really warmed up to just the people making them. Yeah, because I was just like. Man, you know, he's really committing to that character. Yeah. <laughs> like, after having watched all these different movies, I can see how this character is different from his other characters. Even the other characters where he does, like, a funny voice. Um, so it's like, oh, this character feels totally different to me. Uh, if you just watched one Adam Sandler movie, I don't know that you'd, you'd pick up on the nuances in the same way. And you would be like, oh... So he plays a dumbass in this movie, and in that movie, <laughs> he's also a dumbass. Yes. But, uh, but having watched all the movies, uh, 
I'm like, man, Lil Nicky's so much sweeter than some of his other characters. Yeah, yeah, he really and is. And there's, no, uh, there's no rage. There's no rage moment. Well... He doesn't have... I don't... Is there? The whole... Part of his whole character is um, uh, well, he, he won't release the rage, but but I, I think even when he re- yeah even when he releases the evil uh, he doesn't do the like I don't think he does the Adam Sandler like there's no like you screaming. listen to me yes um, and actually one of the things that I just realized is when he does release the rage it's always mm. in a way that's really kind of playful like the way he beats one mm. of his brothers is in a basketball game. Right. And then at another point, there's a pillow fight, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not, it just like, it's not like some, a violent kind of, it just gives some like magic skills and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of my take on it. I don't know. I thought I was like, this is a different character. Yeah. He's grown as an actor. He really has. My <laughs> which, God. Which, uh, seems, uh, silly to say, but, um, you know, yes, actually. Yeah. As we'll re- see in the, in the next movie, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is little Mickey. with Zohan. <laughs> oh, little Mickey. Yeah, um, no, he's definitely grown. I mean, I was watching it and I kept, I knew it wasn't this actor, but I kept thinking of um, Daniel Day-Lewis's performance in There Will Be Blood, watching this, and mm-hmm. just the kind of, the depth of um, character study mm-hmm. that went on before, you know, I heard he went down into hell and was like, <laughs> hanging out with Satan and... Yeah. The damned and stuff, and really uh-huh. trying to prepare for that role, and he did a great mm-hmm. job. Um, yeah, for sure. I find myself less annoyed with this one than I was with, uh, yeah. You know, even like, I think Bulletproof may have been my low point. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have we have that's years. Like a, to that's an outlier. Think, yeah. yeah, to think about our low points, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I think that's um, still coming. <laughs> But yeah, I think it was um, it was good. And I was also thinking about other characters' performances, specifically dun, 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 Covert Watch. Oh, Alan Covert um, as Little Nicky's roommate. The okay. um, what's the the thespian who? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, what is his I'm, name? I'm blanking on the name now. Um, but right. the great thing about it is he shaved part of his head Todd. to do this. Todd, yeah. Mm-hmm. Todd shaved part of his head to to do that role. Um, if you notice, did you notice this? Um, that Alan Covert bald. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was. Uh, he was balding. So like the back half of his head uh, had hair, but the front half didn't. But oh. it was in a straight line. And if you looked closely, you could see that uh, Alan Covert had actually shaved his head up to that point to make it look that way um and he'd also shaved he'd also shaved his chest hair in a perfect like horseshoe shape uh around his neck (laughs) just like like eye for detail yeah these are these are so well you know i'm on the covert watch that's yeah i know it's all about i can see which part you take the most seriously in the podcast (laughs) and it is the covert watch yeah Um, i want a project (laughs) you just gotta find it Mm. um man i feel like by now it is kind of like a cameo to find him in the film even though he does have Mm. such an important role to it but there was also uh peter dante was in the film as Mm. one of the heshers and uh i can't i can't remember the other guy's name because he's a new addition i mean he's not a new addition but he's not as um prevalent um so let me just see real quick um Uh, Jonathan Logren, okay, uh, uh, is the other guy. Um, Has he seen that before? Yeah, he was the rookie cop in Bulletproof. He was um, one of the football oh, players in the Water Boy. Um, okay. He was Mike. He was Mike in Big Daddy. He was the guy who was like kind of the weird homophobe who every time Peter Dante and um, oh, yeah, Alan, yeah. Alan Covert's character made out, he would be like, Ugh. Um, okay. So yeah, he's. He's in it, um, and I, oh, that reminds see, me. Just uh, go ahead. I see Kevin Nealon is uh, the oh, yeah. demon who grows uh, breasts on his head. Yes, we'll call him for the sake us. of our breast head. We'll just call him breast head <laughs> for our 
I'm trying to keep anyway, this thing. I was going to call him bosom brain. <laughs> That's, that works. Um, I thought it was... I don't know how this will play out in later movies, but I thought this was um, by far the most homoerotic slash homophobic of the of the film so far. Mm. Um, I think you're probably right. Yeah, we have Alan Covert playing for the second time playing a gay man. Um, mm. Oh yeah, well he actually never comes out as gay um, in the film. In this right? movie, no, he doesn't. In this movie, no, yeah. he does not. Um, but the thing is, is that people are constantly accusing him yeah, of being gay. It's true. Um, so especially the Heshers, I think it starts with the Heshers. They mm-hmm. are all hanging out and um, smoking pot, and the Heshers call him Liberace at one point. Yeah. Uh, they call him they Elton John. They do like the whole like, oh, I bet what's, you would like to. It sucks to um, yeah, it's like I was gonna say the. That even went too far for me. But, I mean, I don't like any of it. Right. <laughs> like the homophobic <laughs> stuff. But, uh, but what I thought really sucked was that they even went to, like, he's like, oh, I can, are you guys sure you want to go? You don't want to stay over? I have a spare bed. And they're like, not with you, Elton John, or whatever. And it's like, yes. oh, yeah, what? Is he going to come to you or something? Or... I don't know. Right, yeah. Um, I was like, that's that's shitty. That's, that's shitty. That's not even like... You can't even write that off as like, oh, they're teasing their friend. Right. In a bigoted, <laughs> mean-spirited way. That's just like, oh, they're like, they're afraid of him. Yes, there's definitely like... They're afraid he's going he's gonna to warp them or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was... Uh... That was interesting, and then Clint Howard is back in this one. He was one of the, one of the guys with the, um, uh, the fake teeth in the stands in the Water Boy. Okay. Okay. He was, he was the one who would like make a prediction and it would make no sense, and then Alan Covert's character would be like, "That made no sense," um, but he is mm-hmm. in this as the crossdresser that mm-hmm. Little Nicky meets when he's climbing the right. the ladder to Valerie's house. Um, and that was Val- Valerie being the love interest. Yes, Valerie's the the love interest that little Nikki played meets. by Patricia Arquette. Yes, um, and I think he he meets her um, when he is has to go get his flask back. The the Heshers wake him up because um, someone has stolen his flask, and it turns out to be a street vendor who ends up trying to sell it to him and he's like you know you sold my flask and valerie comes to his rescue but another cameo there john witherspoon who i've just known always as the dad from the friday movies um that was a a a pretty great cameo to me that's right that is yeah that's who that was um yeah there's like a the i mean obviously there's a a bunch of cameos because it's an adam sandler movie but i felt like this had Mm. considerably more um yeah Reese Witherspoon's Absolutely. in it. Um, mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne's Ozzy. in it. Yeah, Regis Philbin. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Regis, Marino. Yeah. Henry and, Winkler. Uh, it had both... Yeah, it had the cameos. It also had the uh, callbacks. Oh my to god, the yeah. Other, uh, Adam Sandler movies. Um, it had uh, Rob, Schne- Rob Schneider... Uh, doing the uh, "You Can Do It" character again from Punch uh, Drunk Love, and it also Love. had from Punch Drunk Love, and it had uh, Chubbs. Yeah, the return of Carl Weathers, Chubbs playing Chubbs. Yeah, a uh, a golf when they go to heaven, a golf coach yeah. in heaven. Um, yeah, that blew my mind, and it got me thinking about something. When we first started talking about doing this podcast. I thought it would be really fun to pay really close attention to these movies and try to mm-hmm. make an argument for there being um, mm-hmm. like a, a connection between all of them, that they all exist in the same universe. Yeah. And then a few months later, I mentioned this to someone and they told me that someone had already done that online. And I haven't read about it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm not going to, but I, instead I'm just going to I just, half, half-ass my way. I just hope no one... <laughs> 
I just hope no one else has made a podcast where they overanalyze these movies. <laughs> I'm just that'd be crushing. <laughs> I'm just going to. That's my one hope for originality. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and uh, half-ass my way through my own theories, which mm. are gonna start now. I don't have anything to say right now, but I'm gonna be on the watch for um, little little continuities. Uh, you know, little parallels maybe. between them. Because um, I mean, I, I have a. I have a different take on it for this one, but if you had, if you wanted to elaborate on that before, uh, um, no, there's nothing ahead. else I wanted to say. That's, that was it. That's as far as I got. I was okay. just gonna, I was kind of already just running on fumes, and I was just gonna keep, oh, okay, you know, coasting. My, my take, my hunch, is that we won't actually, we'll actually see less connections going forward. I could be totally wrong, uh, and this is actually the last Adam Sandler movie that I watched as a kid, mm. pretty much. Uh, I did not continue watching them after this one. Uh, I think I caught like little bits and pieces of other ones here and there, but and I've seen like movies that exist as movies that aren't just Adam Sandler movies, like Punch Drunk Love yeah. or Funny People. Um, but I didn't. I haven't seen like Mr. Deeds or Zohan or uh, and Grown Ups. The ones when Kevin James any of them enters the picture. I don't think I've seen. Uh, I've seen the two over. <laughs> but that was with you. Where it all started. <laughs> you you made me watch that. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, but but I'm wondering. To me, this felt like the closing of the book on classic Adam Sandler, mm. the classic Adam Sandler period. And so to me, it felt like, oh, and because it's the, like, they're sort of closing that chapter in Adam Sandler's filmography. They got to have everybody back for one last time. They got to have the callbacks, uh, Rob Schneider, uh, Carl Weathers, Henry Winkler. No, and so that's kind of what it felt like to me. It was like, oh yeah, we get to enjoy these characters one last time, and then he's going to move on to uh, whatever else he did. <laughs> to romantic comedies. And, yes, uh, yeah. Occasionally auteurist films. Yeah, that's that's interesting, yeah. And grown-ups. Kind of like um, these very, like, closing the book in a way that, or this is, this is a really surprising, strange movie to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it just... It works because Adam Sandler's in it, and I don't think mm-hmm. it works otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think, yeah, you're right that there's a way that this is like the last of those, that first phase of movies, and everything after this has to be is going to end up being um, a cash grab of sorts, like a a, a certain kind of cash grab with mm-hmm. the romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get a a famous actress to to you know play alongside adam sandler in a relatively sedate role um well then i guess he's got like the zohan movies and yeah i think there's quite a bit of different stuff i'm wondering though if like because after this adam sandler movies came out but they weren't all i I feel like they just didn't all they wouldn't have all fit into like the brand yeah quite so exactly like every single movie except for what bulletproof and uh, uh the first one going overboard yeah they've all been pg-13 right mm-hmm. so they've all been pg-13 they've all been directed by like two different people yeah. or something Tim they've Harrell all been here. written by the same yeah. people uh they've all had the same style of jokes they've all kind of the same like supporting cast Alan covert uh i don't know so to me like Maybe they were like, we'll do one last one, we'll get these guys back, we'll get even some the same characters, and then going forward, we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. We, we might do some more serious roles, we might do some, we might do a rated R movie, we might do, I don't know. No, yeah, I think that, that makes sense. It'll be interesting to see. I saw, I think I saw Mr. Deeds, but it was, um, whoa, I think I, I think I remember I was just out of high school when I saw Mr. Deeds. Um, so that would be 
that was probably the last Adam Sandler movie I watched with any kind of kind of sincerity behind it. You know what I mean? Anything after that, it would have uh-huh. been like, oh, an Adam Sandler movie. This will be dumb, but let's yeah. watch it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, by that time I was, after that, it just, I got pretty jaded and I don't really want to get into uh-huh. it, but you know, it's, you know, just, uh-huh. it is, it was the, it was the end of an era for me too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You can't, you can't stay, you can't stay forever. No, you can't. You can only you can only visit. You, you get to be in that place. Yep. You don't have to go. Stay in their place. Yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay there. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to just because I, I I I do have one little question that we can maybe think about as we move forward in terms of this question of uh of the of the Sandler verse, or maybe we'll call it the Adam Sandler verse to uh so we avoid you know like copyright infringement if that the person who came up with the sandler versus copyrighted it but um my question is are we looking at a situation where this is all happening within the same um the same world that we have all of these things happening simultaneously Mm -hmm. so rob schneider's character is down in the bayou but then he shows up in new york city as well um, and mm-hmm. Chubbs, you know, was helping Adam, Adam Sandler, or was helping Happy Gilmore, but then now he's helping little Nikki's mom up in heaven now that he's gone. Or are we looking at a situation where it's like a, a multiverse and, mm. and maybe this is coming from the fact that I just watched Black Mirror Bandersnatch, but bear with me. We have like uh-huh. a multiverse situation where, this is all of the possible uh-huh. lives that Adam Sandler could yeah. have lived. And we're getting Absolutely. glimpses. That's... We're getting like little glimpses. And every now and then we find what I'm going to call an aberrant. Mm-hmm. And that is um, a an entity that bleeds into multiple multi- mm-hmm. multiverses. So yeah, Rob Schneider's totally. character, that you can do it. He's He's like a... He's like a fifth dimensional being. Yes. yes. <laughs> he exists in all dimensions simultaneously. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I really like that you said uh, you just watched the Black Mirror thing because I was going to say, oh yeah, I also just watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, same thing. Exact same thing. Uh, it's all the different possible Spider-Men in different universes, but the idea is that there will always be a spider-man but it'll be like a little bit different yeah um and there'll always be an adam sandler <laughs> but sometimes he plays golf sometimes he's the devil wow <laughs> you never but he's know. always having a hell of a time he really is um well thinking about like storyline and and what is always happening i found it interesting that once again we have a story where Adam Sandler's character just can't quite live up to family expectations. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> we talked about this a couple episodes <laughs> ago, but... Um, That's been, yeah. And it, it even builds... It's been like all of Yeah. Them. It even builds to the same kind of climactic moment or like this, this end scene where little Nicky has lived into his destiny in a way. He has made his father proud. He's done what what needed to be done he's brought his brothers back and so in a way he has kind of like proven that he can be who he needs to be but then he's also opened the space up for someone else to take on that responsibility instead so in the same way that like billy madison could run the company but he gives it to carl um Mm -hmm. the um sunny and big daddy could adopt julian but he doesn't and he lets us you know he, yeah. he gives him to his father little nikki could rule hell although that's never that's not as an as explicit of a question um he could rule hell uh-huh. but he doesn't and instead satan rules hell and little nikki kind of yeah. kind of leaves that the whole like the whole framework within which he was working he leaves that to become someone else. You know, I'm going to go back to school and I want to become a teacher or, you Mm -hmm. know, I am going to go live in New York city instead of living in hell. And I'm going to, yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, he does. He always, it's always about his growth and he always does grow, but he doesn't necessarily grow quite into the role that is expected of him. He always becomes his own person, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a, 
pretty positive message, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a conservative, I mean, it may be conservative by now, but it's definitely not a conservative message, right? Like, I feel like the, the hero story or like, right. like yeah. the standard story is you live into your destiny. Like Luke Skywalker has to go and do this thing. He can't just be like, you know what? Fuck all this Jedi shit. I am just going to try to yeah. live my life no. and be happy. To, yeah. Yeah, Which, he has to bridge the force. Though I don't know that that wasn't really there in the first Star Wars stuff. Like they they added that I think that Luke Skywalker is bridging the force, or I don't know, <laughs> in the lore. <laughs> but uh, I don't know where Spock there, comes this, in. But this, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, in the first one, I guess he was sort of just like, "Hey, I'm just Luke Skywalker." Oh well, here you're around. You need to fix the world now. That was the first Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know about that. I can't. <laughs> what's your what'd you say I wrong. Yeah. what'd you say your name was okay yeah can you come uh not you come destroy this death star for us <laughs> yeah we had the he had the force obviously. it'd be interesting to know whether it, spoiler alert yeah. darth vader was planned to be his dad yeah. all along i mean i guess his name is darth no way dark father <laughs> i don't know i don't think so oh really yeah i i, I think a lot of a lot of people, and possibly George Lucas himself, would argue otherwise. But I think that uh, they did not. I think they thought that Darth Vader was possibly an alien, monster type of guy, and that then they were like, "Eh, well, what's a good twist?" Hmm. I mean, his name is but, uh, Dark Father, and I didn't know that. There is a moment where Obi Wan Kenobi says your father was killed by Darth Vader. And like the way he talks yeah. about it in that movie is kind of like, I don't really know exactly what the, like you you're not telling me how he died. Mm. Um, anyway, that's been our segment, uh, star Wars watch. That Chris likes to host every episode. <laughs> we should just talk about star Wars for like five minutes, every episode yeah. from here on out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But not look anything up and just be like, so what's up with Chewbacca? Let's talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I want to go back. Um, so you're saying that's not really a conservative message. Do you mean politically? Or do you mean just in terms of... I mean of culturally. Like, it's conserv- culturally like yeah. a safe or... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's encouraging I, I, you to go your own way. I think it's, I mean, I think I mean, it's, it's a very liberal message, but it's, it, it's a message that actually it's serves... It's a message of every like, yeah, it's a message of like every Disney movie. Yeah, it, too, it right? serves, it, it's a it's a liberal movie culturally, but polit- I mean, it's still serving the interests of like a capitalist mm society yeah, well, yeah. right because yeah. it's saying like don't don't worry about what you ought to do well, just so, go and so find are, yourself so, are, uh, so is liberalism but uh we right we yes have to introduce our uh our political oh. discussion oh yeah we do it's time so so socialism watch <laughs> um but yeah no i think that i think it's interesting that it's it's it feels like a cool message because it's saying go find your own way but that is also the that's what that's what capitalism wants us to do yeah yeah of course um i don't know if you or our listeners know this but i do another podcast in which i always talk about capitalism <laughs> and uh, complain about capitalism i did i i in fact did know that <laughs> uh well i'll stop that there that won't happen again i apologize um this is that this is the Adam Sandler podcast, and uh, I think we've done enough to bother the the Adam Sandler fan who might be listening. Uh, this is an Adam Sandler and sometimes a Star Wars podcast. Please don't bring yeah. your political views into it. Uh, yeah, but um, capitalism's gonna kill us all. Yep, it already has. Um, let me just look through my notes. Oh man, let's talk about some laugh out loud moments in this. Um, okay. You've been really good about not being. I think you you've been less critical when you go into these movies um, than I have been, and so a lot of the time I'm like, "This movie wasn't fun," and you're like, "Well, what about this moment?" And, uh-huh. You know. So I tried to go into this with a more open mind. Um, I also okay. watched it with somebody else, which kind of helped. Like I was in there oh, with okay. somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there were some laugh out loud moments for me, so but I wanted to hear about yours. Yeah. 
I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there there were some. I'll say one of mine was um, when they show news footage on TV of little Nikki. His his brothers are kind of in control uh-huh. of everyone. They can possess people, so they're in control of like the news anchors and mm. and the, the mayor and a and a big priest in New York uh-huh. City, maybe a cardinal. I don't know. Um, this isn't Catholic yeah. Watch, guys. Um, but at <laughs> one point, they show some news footage of little Nikki uh, murdering people, and it's just uh, a shot. It's oh. footage from Scarface with yeah. with little Nick with Nikki's face uh, superimposed over Scarface, mm-hmm. and that one that one got me. That was just mm. just dumb enough to <laughs> really get me. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, one I liked. Uh, I liked the re- the running gag that he keeps dying. Yeah. And then he'll like then he'll appear in hell and I think it would be a what was it? Was it always uh Kevin Nealon and uh some sort of gorilla demon yeah. guy and they were all they almost had like a side story of their love. At first they're just yeah, at first it's just kind of like there's a couple jokes about like once Kevin Nealon gets the the boobs on his head about characters like the like rodney dangerfield and they want to like feel him up or something yeah but then uh then that kind of evolves almost as you see that it's continually uh kevin nealon and uh the gorilla so it's yeah there's i don't know it was like both, it was funny and also sweet it's a it's a love story subplot yeah <laughs> Wow. It's a touching. You know, you can find love anywhere, even in hell. Uh, I want to see that movie. um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other than the um, homophobic stuff, I liked the the metalheads. Yeah. I don't know if I would call this, like, laugh-out-loud funny stuff. They're just kind of endearing. Yeah, especially, yeah, Uh, there's there's some good stuff with them. Um, They just really love chaos, and... Yeah. and they they liked it when he like the first time they saw a, a little Nicky die they didn't know he was gonna come back but they were just like whoa yeah they're like, splattered in blood that's totally just yeah totally kind of just trying to copy uh, Bill and Ted I guess now that I think about but it like a really extreme version so, yeah right yeah yeah I like the all that gore the one of the times when he gets hit by a truck or something mm-hmm. that's fun uh. I guess I did like um whenever he would sleep he would like sleep talk but it would be in this really satanic monstrous yeah. voice maybe like <laughs> like I don't know and the first time he's name. doing it he's sleeping on a radiator and then it like pans over and Todd is you know his roommate yeah. is, is standing in the uh-huh. in the in the doorway just horrified yeah I like Todd's yeah. character. They didn't really... Do, I don't think they went anywhere with... Oh, wait. They did... Because they have like a thing at the end um, mm-hmm. uh, where they kind of explain where all of the characters have gone from here. And I can't remember what happens to Todd. Uh, but I really like the whole setup of him being this, this struggling thespian who, who wants to... Mm wants to be an actor but at one point he mentions that kevin spacey keeps stealing all of his roles and um yeah right. I, I liked that character quite a bit yeah um, i also liked reese witherspoon's character and the whole heaven scene. i liked reese i liked the heaven scene too it's just kind of like a sorority i guess yeah they're like playing like, that's kind of what they're trying to do they're playing uh i think it's just called back here by uh bb mac a boy band from the 90s uh uh-huh. um, yeah like the one outlier Talking in all of the soundtrack large cell phones yes but uh 2000s era cell phones and... she picks up the phone and is talking and she's like oh i'm not gonna i don't know if he's hot he's my son that's gross uh-huh. you know, just... yeah i liked it i liked it for the absurdity um though i will say what they were probably trying to do i like less which is the idea that like yeah dude Heaven's like a sorority house with these hot chicks, dude. Like, oh. you know, like, I like that less, which is probably what they're trying to do to appeal to, like, teenage boys. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. You totally oh, I didn't even think about it like that. a sorority girl. But I like the idea, like, apart, if you don't think about that, I like the idea that it's like, 
Well, heaven could be any number of things, but actually what it is is it's like Reese Witherspoon and her friends kind of preppy and, girls yeah. hanging out. And just like, being really nice. Music and just, being, just being super nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. But yeah, that's, I'm yeah. sure 14 year old me had other thoughts. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. See, you don't even recognize that unless you're like, you're in the mindset. Because I don't do like a joke about it, I don't think. Yeah. So how'd it's not like little Nicky's just like, swang or something right. like, when he gets there. Like he's just like, oh, wow, this is really great, you guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how'd you know then? really draw attention to that. How'd I know? Uh, I wrote it in my, for- in my journal when I was 14. And I was like reading it. And I was just like, I wonder what I thought of this movie back then. Uh, tits on head are funny. <laughs> Good save. Damn, I want to go to heaven and get my DW. <laughs> Not going to say what that stands for. I uh, can't think of anything off the top of my head, but um, I thought you didn't mention one part that I thought you would think was pretty funny, and that was when the dog uh, pisses on the door, on the, on the floor mat oh. in front of Todd's <laughs> house. I thought, man, Chris is going to love this. Um. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't like the dog too much. No, and I was not a whole lot. Um, you just don't I, think dogs sh- dogs should be seen, not heard. Uh, no, it was. It wasn't it just like a Men in Black joke. Yeah, it was. I wonder if it was before Men in Black though. I don't think it was. I yeah, I was wondering that too. I think I, Men in Black was ninety eight, and this was two thousand. So I think Men in Black me, was, I was just like yes. really. But yeah. To me, it almost felt like uh, it's like really they're just like direct doing Men in Black. Maybe they had never even seen it when they wrote that part. I don't know. But yeah. It was very similar to me. Like wisecracking bulldog. Yep. Knows his way around the city. Yeah. Hey, let me show you around, kid. <laughs> I know all the cities. My name's all about my name's exposition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, let me see here. Oh, uh, awesome cameo by Popeye's Chicken throughout the whole film. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... I, yeah, there was a ton of Popeye's Chicken. Uh, and they even used their one PG-13 mandated F-bomb on Popeye's Chicken. Oh, well... Which is that he's like, uh, the dog asks him like what he thinks, and he's like, Popeye's Chicken is fucking awesome. <laughs> and... Uh, Kids. I was just like, wow, they just, that was the one that they got. Yeah. And even, and I, I was, I was really, I was thinking why they did, why they did that. Cause you know, they're going to throw the F word in at some point in these PG 13. Yeah. Uh, comedies. And I was thinking, so they're getting paid by Popeye's chicken. So they know they have to put Popeye's chicken all of the movie where they just almost subverting the idea of product placement. So they're like, Oh, well, if we're going to be, if we're going to try to sell Popeye's chicken in this movie, we're really going to sell it. We're going to like shove it in your face and just be like, this is awesome. Yeah. It reminds me. I don't know. So yeah. in, in like, uh, in Talladega Nights, Will Fer- the Will Ferrell mm-hmm. movie, there's product placement throughout and they really just go right for it. And it's totally in your face. Um, and I wonder if some of the later Adam Sandler movies will do that. I, I have a feeling that they're not going to, but I don't know. Yeah, I noticed in the credits they thank Popeye's Chicken um, for their for their support, which kind of makes me wonder: was it just getting paid, or was Popeye's Chicken catering the whole time? Because um, that would mean like something like six weeks just nothing but fried chicken to eat for everyone mm-hmm. involved. Which <laughs> you know, there are other versions of hell, but <laughs> that sounds kind of rough. Um, some other uh, cameos we didn't talk about. Quentin Tarantino as yeah. the as the deacon, the blind deacon. Um, uh-huh. You know, as I was watching the movie, I wrote a note. I said, it occurs to me that Rob Schneider could have played this role too. That Rob Schneider would have made a really good blind deacon because he would just need to yell a whole bunch and run around. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh-huh. Rob Schneider shows up in the camp, you know, his, his callback to yeah. the Waterboy, so that wouldn't have worked out, but... Um, who do you think uh, approached who with Quentin Tarantino do you think maybe he was like 
oh, I love Adam Sandler movies. I'm gonna, I want to, can I be in one? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I bet it. Of uh, yeah, my guess is that um, someone involved with Happy Madison mm. was at a at like a party, and Quentin Tarantino was there, uh-huh. and one of them approached the other one. I have a feeling it was uh-huh. Quentin Tarantino who was like, "Hey, you're the, you're that guy in the in all the Adam Sandler movies. Uh-huh. Hey, let me be in one of those." Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you think of the the music? Oh yeah, that was the thing I definitely wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was Wasn't like it? all uh, good, it was all new and metal, classic classic rock. <laughs> uh, there's a few uh, there's a few classic rock like ACDC type songs in it here and there, but uh, that was that was all like story written into the story. Yes. So probably they wrote that into the story, and they're like. We're gonna buy the rights to an ACDC song, and this is what Adam Sandler. This is what Little Nicky's gonna rock out to. This is what the metalheads are gonna rock out to. But then all the transitional ones. It was all Incubus, Deftones, Powerman Five Thousand, P.O.D. Uh, just all the classics that you remember. Uh-huh. And uh, it was very. I liked it. It was very uh, consistent, and it set. I don't know. It told me exactly who this movie was for it really like did what time period it was yes and like just everything about it it was just like man um i just noticed that on the the soundtrack that they released none of the uh-huh. none of the pre-95 it's, all... it's mm-hmm. all it's all the new metal <laughs> it's yeah and that just... was totally that was the era when they were selling when they used to sell it try to always sell the soundtrack to a movie and there were a ton that were all like just new metal uh, I had the uh, Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. only saw the movie once, uh, but I bought the soundtrack for some reason because it had Limp Biscuit doing oh, the theme song. Yeah, I know why you want to hate me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because hate is all we've even seen lately. All this world has even why? seen lately. All this world has even <laughs> seen Man, he really lately. crammed those syllables in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I bought that for that, but the rest of it... Maybe it's not all new metal, but it's like Foo Fighters. It's all like modern rock. Yeah. Uh, of the time period. And and I, and I think an Uncle Cracker song. I don't know. It's just like random shit that they would throw on there. Uh, I had the um, the Orange County soundtrack. Yeah. Which is all this. Like, I don't even remember what was on there, but it's like the Offspring. and I don't know. They would always try to sell these soundtracks. So... It's crazy how many of these songs I just listened to without, like, I because of MTV and, and whatever else. But like, mm-hmm. the, I feel like these are all really popular songs um, Although, that they got for the the soundtrack. Yeah. The POD the POD one isn't like a single, but Pardon Me, Change, Yeah, yeah, Rock Superstar, yeah. Stupefy, When Worlds Collide. Um, a lot of those are like singles off of take a picture are mm. singles yeah. off, of, off of the records oh but oh this is cool i was about to mention like but one of them would always be they'd always have a couple that were like alternate takes or uh remixes so i see the disturbed song stupefy is actually foo's forbidden little nicky remix oh and what that means is, is that it's the same song but in the original, maybe they had a part where the guitar just went like dun 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 or something. But yeah. in this version, they also have a DJ over the top going like. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually. I didn't listen to it, but that is my you, prediction for what you that, know that means. You know that's true. That has to be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can feel it. You can feel that that is true. I knew. You know, I hear it. <laughs> I knew when this this thing kicked off with POD's School of Hard Knocks that we were in for one hell of a ride. Uh-huh. And I was not disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed in certain ways, but and mostly I wasn't disappointed. Um, another big cameo that we almost forgot and that comes in at the very beginning of the movie is John Lovitz. Repri- yeah. Repri- yeah, we don't I, want to forget him. Who I think is reprising his role as the rival wedding singer from the is wedding singer because when he's sitting up there he's singing ladies night which is the song he sang in the wedding no way. singer yeah 
Oh shit! There's another yeah. one. Yeah. See, it's they they brought them all back uh. just so they could kill them all, and <laughs> bring a new chapter into Adam Sandler's career. Damn, game. damn. Um, the one thing that the John Levitt's intro where he's he's a peeping tom, spying on someone, and then he like. Or does, the, does a kid, like, shoot him with a slingshot, and then he falls? And he dies, sure does. And he falls down into hell, and then you're introduced to hell Yeah. through that. Uh, but what struck me is just, like, this, I feel like, is such a, a shift with the times, is that the idea of, like, a peeping Tom as, like, that's just, like, inherently funny, is what 2000 middle school me would have said. Yes. Like, Come on, some like dork who's like hanging around outside someone's window or something. And now that sounds very, yeah. Well, now that sounds very frightening. Yeah. Right. But like, just the idea is like, man, what a like that's so this disturbing that someone would do that. But for a two thousands comedy, uh, I don't know. It just it was just like fodder for that. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I thought it was too, and I was trying to figure out while I was watching it what made it palatable because mm. I feel like I would react like this is not fu- this is not something to joke about, but it was it w- mm. it worked. <laughs> I mean, it worked in a way, and I think one of the reasons is because he's sitting up in a tree, but he's dressed really nicely, and he also has a whole like a little picnic basket and a glass of wine. So he has set up this. Like, I didn't think that was funny. Yeah. He's got like this whole setup here, and he's just uh, like, "This is some kind of like elaborate yeah. thing that he's set up." But the other thing, I, it's true, yeah. Which I, I mean, like it's yeah. it's it's funny that he's gone to such great uh-huh. lengths to do it. But then I think it also helps that he does die and go to hell. So the movie yeah, yeah. is is it's definitely not saying for, like, yeah, it's definitely not being like this is not, this is fine. Yeah. Which is actually different than, like, you know, even something like Animal House. There's such a trope of, like, rambunctious boys mm-hmm. to, like, oh, they're going to peep on the peep on the ladies. The girls, you yeah. Know? So, in, like, Animal House, uh, John Belushi, like, climbs up the ladder, is peeping. I don't know. It was, like, comedy fodder. And now we're sort of, like, in maybe a more, uh, in an age where women and marginalized people have more of a voice or whatever and so now to me the idea of a peeping tom it's like oh that's not funny that's like <laughs> fucked up <shit." laughs> yeah yeah like people that happens to people like someone's yeah. like watching them it's horrible yeah horrifying <laughs> yeah yeah it's horrifying um well that has been and that's what and that's when i do <laughs> i can never really go back <laughs> you never go back to middle school me. <laughs> nope um i know too much now <laughs> Uh, I did want to mention two uh, two other things. One, um, Dana Harvey. Is it Dana? That's Dana Harvey, right? Da- not Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Um, I wrote down Dana Harvey, but yeah, Dana Carvey uh, is also in this. He plays the referee in the mm-hmm. basketball game, who gets possessed by one of um, one of little mm-hmm. Nikki's brothers. And then I thought it was cool at the end. They're doing all of the the little um, kind of flash forward narrative, what happened to this person, what happened to this one, where it just writes Mm -hmm. it out for you. And it says that uh, Reese Witherspoon's character, Nikki's mom is up in heaven. She she tried to date Satan for a little while, didn't work out, but now she's Mm. rumored to be dating her new aerobics instructor, Chris Farley. Uh, And I just thought that was super cool and um, Mm. like a cool way to, to, to pay tribute to, who, yeah, someone who yeah. was undoubtedly a friend. I did too. Yeah, I did too. And uh, I don't know. Even in such a like cheesy setting, I was just like, ah. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. He'd, he'd dig know. it. He'd dig it. Yeah, he would dig it. Um, cool. I, I think that kind of wraps things up. One thing that we uh, are remiss. I don't know how to use this word, so I'm just going to kind of run with it. One thing we're <laughs> remiss about not doing is um, letting people know how they can get a hold of us if they want to oh, yeah. share yeah, absolutely. Um, any kind of Adam Sandler related uh, trivia. We've been, we've been joking about it. News. It's time to unveil. <laughs> it's time our, to unveil it. Our Gmail. 
Um, <laughs> so actually, AOL.com and uh, Rachel Saturday. Um, uh, we have a fax number. Now, the, the, the issue is we're going to have to cut for a second because, or you're going to have to cut some of this because I don't actually okay. have it up. I just remembered like, oh, wait, I've been wanting to, to mention that when we, when we go into, or when we, okay. when we sign off. So Absolutely. give me one second here. All right. So our Gmail, um, which you can use to email us, is the number four, and then as as an Adam Sandler podcast at gmail.com. So four as podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, questions, concerns, complaints. Um, if you've you know seen Adam Sandler out and have a have a cool photo with him you know send that to us and we'll look at it and um that'd be great you know we'll we'll describe it (laughs) we'll describe it in great detail we'll describe you your name what your face looks like all that good stuff um and you know it's I, i think we i don't think we have a twitter do we i no do you want one yeah we should get a twitter we should, because okay. you know what we can do with the well, pictures. Yeah. Oh, we when can talk we can about write, them on the Twitter. Write tweet we descriptions can, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can tweet about them, which is I feel uh, I, I've heard. Like, hey, dude, just saw this great picture of this guy in Sandler. <laughs> Wish you could have seen it. <laughs> I've just I've heard tweets Leda. are pretty. People love tweets. Later, L eight A. Later's with a Z at the end. Oh, nice. And then the little emoticon face where it's like kissing. Oh, nice. A, winking, a wink, a maybe. wink kiss. Yeah. I yeah. don't have the sound for a wink, but. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get all that eye crust. Yeah. And the wetness, too, so. Yeah. Did you want to, um, do we want to say if we recommend this movie or? Oh, yeah. moved past that phase? No, no, that? never, never. We gotta, yeah, we gotta do it. Yeah. Um, you gonna go first? Uh, sure. Um, I will say I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, both because of things that the movie actually did intentionally, and also just nostalgia for, uh, I don't know, there's something about the humor that I was just like, man, middle school me loved this shit. Yeah. And, uh, the, like, the soundtrack was straight out of, like, the tapes, the, like, song mixtapes i used to make by taping them off of the radio yeah whenever like pod or something would come on uh and so it's it was fun um i can only recommend it if you are if you do want to watch go on kind of a marathon of the golden am sandler period of the 90s up to 2000 uh and then i think you gotta watch it because it it brings all these elements together. I think you're right um, that it caps kind of caps I, off the mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, I I can't I don't think I can really recommend it as a standalone movie. I it just I didn't think it was that good. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I don't want to shit on it. There's nothing really too wrong with it besides uh, the usual dated homophobia, yeah. sexism. Right. Uh, no racism, so that's that's a plus too. Yeah, I think it's a favor. That I saw it probably <laughs> there, is. There's only know. like I don't notice one. Anything. There's only one. Uh, there's only one fat joke where like, I, that uh, I noticed a guy, a, a heavy set guy, starts to run uh, with the crowd who's running, and then changes his mind and like sits back down and on his, oh, on his like scooter. It, it's yeah. like it's really little, uh, but um, yeah, yeah. But if you're doing them all, if you want to do them all, you got to do it. And uh, you got I can't, to. I can't, I would certainly not try to prevent you from watching it. This is exactly that what Chris was, told me. I called him up. I said, I'm not, I started it. I stopped the movie. I called Chris up. I said, I'm not doing it. I said, we got to cancel the show. He said, no, you got to do it. I said, we got to skip this one. Get a guest star. I don't care what you got to do. I'm not doing this episode. And he talked me into it and I'm, I'm glad he did. Yeah, you got it. So, um, so what would you rate it out of, you know? What would I rate it out of? Uh, yeah what would you rate it out of and then what rating would you give it (laughs) uh i would rate it uh out of what scale are we working uh, on uh soundtrack 
uh, CDs from the 2000s. Okay. Uh, I would give it an Orange County. I would give it an Orange County. Okay. Uh, high is... Uh, high is the Godzilla soundtrack. I'm oh, not sure yeah. Low is maybe Orange County. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little Nicky. It, it didn't reach the heights of Little Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> Low is the Little Nicky soundtrack, but the movie itself, I'd say, is Orange County soundtrack. Uh, square in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so for me, I would. I also wouldn't recommend it. And when you were when you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about is that there are some jokes in here that you just wouldn't get if you hadn't mm. seen other Adam Sandler movies. So I do mm-hmm. think it makes sense that um, if you're like if you want to watch all the Adam Sandler movies, go for it. Um, but otherwise, I just I think I think there are funnier uh, movies. I think there are better written movies. Um, I mean, like I think the majority of the movies are better written like the storyline is is something you're not uh, and little nicky you're not really watching it for the storyline you're watching it to see what's the next gag they're gonna pull i feel like right. more more than the a lot of storyline the other movies we're talking about like the other i'm saying yeah the other adam, adam okay. movies um yeah. and so there's like there's not a lot to recommend for it but if you want to like relive 14 year old like your teenage self if you're our age um or if you want to better understand people our age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, or perhaps that, if you are a, a teen, uh, young teen of today, no, maybe. No, don't watch it if you're a yeah, teen. You're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what am I saying? Like, they have hours of Twitch. Yeah. Of, like, funny people playing, like, cool video games that they could watch. I didn't have that. I had to invite yeah. friends over, and yeah. then I could watch them play video yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a teen, don't even fuck with movies. Uh, you've got like a lot of stuff yeah. that you could do. Yeah. You know, I feel like if you're a teen nowadays, just you can go ahead and fuck off too. <laughs> I don't want to ostracize all of our fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, keep listening, but <laughs> yeah, totally. I think you're all that. Your parents know way more than you. Stop acting like they don't. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry. Um... <laughs> Uh, I think that about, but yeah, I would give it uh, lower than Orange County, I think. Um, I'm okay. trying to think of a soundtrack that I, you know, I mean, I feel the way about this movie as I do about its soundtrack now. So I would say I would give it the little uh, Nikki okay. soundtrack, um, but that oh, no. that's kind of tautological, but that's that's where I'm at. Uh, all right. Well, man. Maybe next time. Maybe little Nikki too. Yeah, you mean Punch Drunk Love? That's what it's called. That was its working title, right? <laughs> it's working title. <laughs> PTA. I love little Nikki. <laughs> Let's make it again. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's been the Adam Sandler. The mm, that's been the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Tune in next time when we discuss Punch Drunk Love. You excited? See ya. You excited about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to rip on it. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm P.T. Anderson. I like to make movies. <laughs> God, what an yeah, idiot. That's totally what he sounds like. Probably. Oh, I know. Oh, hey, Adam, want to make a movie? <laughs> what a loser. Uh, okay. Beta. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> enjoying it your glasses are pretty they make your eyes look big and sparkly it's fun looking at them oh my dad's an optometrist my dad's in hell and he's falling apart oh i'm sorry it's really tough when your folks get older i don't know what i would do if i couldn't shave them well i'm sure a nice southern boy like you will figure something out you want some popeyes